Well, 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 welcome back for the second episode of the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast. I'm your host, or should I say hostess, Dr. Rondell Hamilton. And before we go any further, I want to wish my beautiful guest, Ms. Sharamia Hightower, hyphen Chapman, happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) On such a beautiful fall day, November the 12th, let it be known that this beautiful queen was brought into existence. And I just thought it would be a wonderful, wonderful opportunity um, and blessing for our dear listeners. I'm not going to keep you long, but we've been exploring the understanding of uh, unresolved trauma. Um, This is a carryover topic from our first episode uh, on Mindfully Making a Difference. And as you know, my dear Sharamia, um, those of you that don't know, let me just say this, Sharamia is an esteemed member of the board, um, an active serving member of the board uh, for the MI Mother's Keeper Mental Health Advocacy Organization out of the District of Columbia. And we also do work in Maryland and Virginia as well. And um, I'm excited to have you on your birthday. Um, This, as I was saying, is a carryover series. We started off talking about unresolved trauma and the effect of it on our mental health and mental state. Um, I want to read something uh, and then I want to come back and ask you a question about what you feel your uh, unresolved trauma has met, how it has manifested in your life, or maybe if you feel that it hasn't. Just thought it'd be a great conversation or topic of conversation on your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about trauma on my birthday? On your birthday. You know how they say it. Hamilton, I appreciate that. That's the smartest thing you do to me. Well, you know me. You know me. Always doing something you ain't got no business. That's what you want. (laughs) We got to keep it interesting. We got to keep it interesting. Because, you know, we want to reach that part of our community that are just like you and I that Mm -hmm. walk around bottled up or trying to represent something that we're not just because we feel like, you know, there's no audience for the things that we carry. And we're just trying to make this a regular everyday conversation so we can get more people to healthy because we ourselves are works of art, you know, and, and, and still in a, prog- a work in progress. But um, I was talking about uh, unresolved trauma and, and it's no way we can talk about healing our unresolved trauma without talking about wellness. And obviously SAMHSA, uh, Substance and Mental Health Services Administration, um, they talk about well being a broad concept however what they want us to understand is that um we believe that trauma is a universal human experience and that our culture and spiritual beliefs impact our perceptions and everything that we do so they're saying that in summary wellness is about how we live our lives and the joy and fulfillment and health that we experience. The reason I point that out is because one of the things that SAMHSA has pointed out in the research is that we actually, to live a whole and stable state of being, we need to be feeding out eight dimensions of wellness. And they recognize those eight dimensions of wellness being our emotional, our physical, our occupational, our intellectual, our financial, our social, 
our environmental and our spiritual understandings. And so when we feel ourselves off balance or we hear people talk about mental health and the reality of it having levels, there are many different understandings that factor in to our ability to be whole and stable. And that's why we support, um, you know, myself, Uh, Dr. Hamilton and the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast, we support helping folks to talk about uh, their issues, their understandings, their concerns, their traumas, their experiences, because what we know from research is that being able to open up and talk about things, and even in some cases advance to the point that you can laugh at them or recognize them as being part of your existence and not the definition of who you must be or have to be. And a lot of times just being able to make peace with the experiences that we've lived through can go a long way to keeping us stable. And so I don't want us to be afraid out there to recognize the labeling of mental health or being unstable at times or feeling unwhole. Um, so Sharamia, with that said, you being a beautiful queen, having your, we all have a story. Um, and one of the things that we don't like to talk about sometimes is maybe some of the things that have happened along our journey. I want to turn the floor over to you on your birthday as you celebrate your existence. What would be a better day? to ponder the journey (laughs) (laughs) and how you got to the point where you can laugh so heartfully um you know a a poem comes to mind langston hughes you know life for me ain't been no (laughs) (laughs) and you know in our community us divas us nurturers you know a lot of times we walk around holding things on your birthday come come forward queen and talk to us about any unresolved trauma that you might have attached to decision making in your life something that's manifested maybe something positively you do because of it um give a message a birthday message to our dear queens out there that are listening and our dear soldiers that are supporting our queens out there Okay, um, first of all, thank you for having me on my birthday to reset <laughs> with some mental health uh, conversation uh, to all my, my queens and my soldiers. Um, happy birthday to all Scorpios that are um, celebrating their life. Um, we made it. It hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been hard. But everything is a sum total of your life experience. And for me, um, Dr. Hamilton here, where her eight levels of wellness has, um, again, refreshed my memory as of why I'm so passionate about uh, mental health. For me, um, I'm an adopted child to two different families. And so growing up, there was a lot of trauma with me because the biggest deal for me was being accepted. Um, You know, when we grow up, there are so many things that were supposed to be the, the rules. And this is the rule. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't wear white after Labor Day. You can't, uh, you can't wear white to church. Um, you know, these, all of these stigmas. And growing up in a uh, poverty-based ba- poverty environment, I come from where I knew what it was like to just fry bread for dinner. 
mm-hmm. I, I was a person who dropped out of the fifth grade just to raise my siblings. It was so bad for me that the sixth grade, they told me this was, and I can look back at it now, I was in Miss Ford class. I was going to Winston Educational Center. And it was so bad that I was doing so many things that I had no business as a child that they told me if I came to school for 30 days straight, they would throw me a party. That's how severe that was because I was so protective. I was so protective of my siblings um, trying to avoid them to see the hardships that I've already seen. But it was too late. And so I was grown before my time. And I didn't know how to handle it growing up because a lot of my peers, or at least to my, like my experience, didn't know what I was going through. They knew me as the cheerleader. They knew me as, you know, this girl who, who looks like she's got it all, but she was suffering tremendously from heartbreaks, disappointments, um, molestations, um, very smart in school, but I couldn't stay in school long enough because I had to protect my siblings. So I grew up with the idea that I had to do so much um, compensating. You know, I was the tall girl, so, and of course I'm 5'10 until this day, so I'm the tall girl, so I look older than I really was. And, you know, the older, back then, the, the older men thought I was older. And because the way I handled myself, they thought I was more mature. far fetch. I didn't know how to be a kid. I was too busy protecting kids like I was a mother figure, and I didn't even know what I was doing. However, you know, you grow up with this mental that you have to protect people, that you have to love people. Don't matter how you feel. As long as you're doing the protecting and the care, you'll be fine. And I had to grow into who I was. You know, I was a dark-skinned girl back in the 90s. And how do you know this? You, you, just, fell, you just fell in between the stage of dark and light. For us, <laughs> the, dark-skinned girls wasn't, <laughs> the dark-skinned girls wasn't accepted. So why am tall and dark-skinned? <laughs> You know, so I didn't know where I was going. So let me let me let me stop you for a minute because I know my uh, <laughs> listeners got to catch up. This is the mindfully making a difference podcast where we just keep it real. We're mad over here. That's right. It's Dr. Rondell Hamilton, and we're talking about unresolved trauma and its manifestation in our, our living. And a lot of folks don't understand our plight because a lot of times we don't talk about it. So we are fortunate and blessed on her birthday, her her earth. Day uh, to have our dear board member uh, for MI Mother's Keeper, Miss Sharamia Hightower, who is talking to us and uh, opening up from a vulnerable space and is and describing what many of us in the Black community um, recognize, you know, all too well. You know, being children in the system, having to defend our siblings um, from others that may be preying upon us. Um, being growner than 
her age, having to live ahead of her time, um, struggling with her identity. Um, many of us, many of us women of, of our generation and of generations before us, and even our younger population are struggling with these same realities. And a lot of it stems just from our upbringing. And I want to segue for a minute because a lot of it has to do with just the social climate that we're being raised in. Um, I want to go back to SAMHSA and their research. They talk about, uh, for example, when we worry about money, uh, a debt, or being able to afford what we need, we sometimes experience anxiety, uh, which is emotional, you know, pulling on our uh, understandings of these dimensions of wellness and how they can be impacted neg negatively just from our daily uh, worries and anxieties, um, which can lead to medical problems. And then that becomes a physical manifestation and then trouble at work. Cause you know, come on, we know how we're in a bad mood and we worried about something and it dominoes. So then that becomes an occupational hazard. Um, and then when that happens, even more questions set in about your sense and your purpose, um, of stability and then spirituality, you know, what do you believe in? What are you tied to? Um, at the same time, when you're not working, um, you may lose opportunities to interact with others socially. And so you become withdrawn. We know that many people turn to self-medicating modes like using drugs and alcohol, which are isolating in and of themselves. Um, and Lord knows we've lost so many people in this pandemic to people being isolated. And maybe, and most importantly, you're not able to afford good food or medical care. Um, and where you stay is not environmentally safe or secure. So I wanted to point out that all of these factors uh, attribute themselves to our outcome and to, you know, our survival. And so I'm blessed that you're able to grace us with your story today, but there's still so many that are trying to come through. And I'm just trying to point out and get people to understand that a lot of times who we are today and our journey is directly tied to where we're raised at and what our social conditions are. I talked about many people of mental health exposures and challenges um, having to deal with overcoming realities of sexual abuse, uh, incest, you know, uh, families that uh, or, or parents that were drug users. Um, a lot of that, you know, domestic violence, a lot of that is embedded into our journeys. And so we all have a story and it's important that we can find a way to release, release all of that that we walk around carrying. I talked to them uh, last uh, time that I did the series about um, being the daughter of schizophrenia, Sharamia, and how it felt to have people make fun of my mother and ridicule her, and how I felt like it was going to be my reality and how I was ashamed of her. So how society views you or your life sometimes also impacts your ability to, just, to find out who you are. And then you holding on to family secrets is affecting the person that you're trying to become. 
you know, yeah. and then you don't break that cycle and then you don't get out. And so I thank you, Queen, on your birthday <laughs> for <laughs> keeping it 100 because this is the platform where our folks out there that are going through, I need them to understand that we can identify where they are and we can help them to find ways to, to improve their quality of living. But the first step has to be that we got to go to those vulnerable places just to find out who we are or how we even got to this point. Well, Rhonda, it's deeper than that. Um, I didn't go into therapy until I was 38 years old. Wow. Okay? And the reason, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why I had Come to go on. into therapy. And I guess I can expose myself to this because it took a long time to get to the place of where I am now. I'm not completely healed, but it's a process. Right. And this is, we're talking on my birthday Lord, you know, I want to say I'm 25, but my truth is I'm 20 more, you know, years ahead of that. And if I was 25, it's what I knew then versus what I know now. Mm, come on now, preach. <laughs> it would be a total different kind of conversation. And the therapies that they had me to go to as a young girl, and the reason why I can say therapy now, because when you're in the system and they send you to therapy, your job is to protect you from going to the next level of this person is not fit to be in this household. They need to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to go through that as a child. So like many others, I did the survival mode for many years. Survival mode from society and survival mode for me because that's all I knew. And that's all I understood because I didn't, I had, I had some real ones in my life. But the words of my grandmother, you won't understand until you understand. Mm. It don't sound right right now. You heard the pastor say this, your mother, your cousin, your aunt, your grandmother. I know it don't. I know it hurts right now, but you'll understand it later. For me, I went through a major domestic violence uh, situation at the age of 38 on my birthday. Mm. I had a man to attack me at my job because... He was a narcissist. And for many of us, we don't know what that is when we've been constantly fighting for acceptance. We don't know what that means to say, this is too much for me. Because you feel like if you don't fight for it, you don't want it, or that person doesn't care for you. No, you don't care for you. You have to look deep within yourself and look in that mirror to see who you really are. So in the midst of me going to this therapist, and at this time, I was really tired. I had been through so much. I almost, you know, my life had been on the line for multiple surgeries. I'm tired, okay? I was supposed to go get a house, and on the day of my surgery, they said to me, this house could go up for auction. Mm. I am laying in the bed getting ready for surgery within 24 hours. Imagine medical help to get healed to go back to work to uh, sustain the lifestyle that you worked hard for and you got somebody in your ear telling you you about to you're about to lose your place in the meantime you got a man that you're with who's cheating on you with five and six women so not only do I have to worry about surgery not only do I have to worry about my place of living I got to worry about if this man gave me something so I had a whole heap of stress on my chest that I didn't know how to get rid of. So I go to the hospital. Um, he's with me. 
At that time, I didn't know anything at the time. I'm a nosy person. I'm an FBI, CIA, and DIA agent in one person. Okay? <laughs> Something didn't feel right this day. And I know my grandmother said, never go look for something. Because when you go looking, mm, you won't find it. And the question is, after you find it, what are you going to do? Don't go find it and be all mad. No, 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 no. You need to put a plan in, it, in place. And I was the strong one. I just sent out, you know, an email to my girlfriends that said six different personalities, anywhere from an alpha to a sigma. And somebody passed that to me. And so I sent it to my girlfriends today to see, where are you? Crazy enough, but okay, let me go back with my story. And I went in this man's phone. When I went in that man's phone, I still found 10 different women phone numbers hollering, I love you, I miss you, when you coming over, um, mm, mm, mm. okay, are you driving, yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm, mm, mm. Well, so you driving a silver Lexus, you know that was my car, right? So mm, I'm like, oh, mm, I, I had to he's sleep because he's drunk, okay? Mm, mm, mm. By the time he wake up, my doctor say, you need to leave because her blood pressure is 219. Mm, 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 mm. We need to find out what's going on with her. Mm. So, like, you know, my doctor at the time could tell something was wrong with me because he knows I was calm when I walked in the door. And he got him out. He looked at me. He said, I don't know what the hell he's done to you. But you need to remove him. I couldn't mm. go into surgery for two more hours because I needed to bring my blood pressure down. I'm hella mad because I see all of these horrible threads, text messages, and I'm like, why would he do this to me? I've been there for him. I, I tried to keep him on top of the game. I needed to do this. My surgery was for four hours. And I'm up there worrying about a man. Stop right there. Please stop right there. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast second series, and we are honored to be speaking with our dear birthday birthday queen, Sharamia Hightower. Happy birthday, queen. Live hey, and well, birthday queen. Let's put that together. Hey, I'm Live talking, I appreciate well. your vulnerability. That's what we do on this platform. We get mad. We mindfully make a difference. That's right. We use our uh, journey, our experiences, and our understandings to help uh, liberate and to help others come into the light and understand that you're not carrying a load by yourself. This is a no judgment zone. And to understand our mental health sometimes is to understand that much of the unresolved trauma and the social environments that we're living in, they're contributing to the understanding of our lack of stability. So we're going to do this together. We promise over here on this podcast, there's nothing we can't talk about. And I want to segue. You talked about having to go through a four-hour surgery and having uh, more concern for this man, this unfaithful man, as many of us can relate to and have been able to relate to in our journeys. Um, women, let's let's talk it up out there. Let's get our girlfriends involved. I want to share some knowledge. Uh, SAMHSA, Substance, Substance um, Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, um, they talk about creating balance in our lives um, and they talk about it being an important part of our wellness. It talks about overall, a balanced life can mean many things depending on culture, circumstances, resources, and other factors. Balance means making sure that we 
have time to do the things that make us feel happy and fulfilled. This includes working, whether paid or unpaid, having fun, spending time with family and friends, participating in the community, being physically active, including sexually, praying and relaxing, as well as sleeping. Because we each have individual needs, preferences and capabilities, what we consider balance will also look different. So it's important that we rebalance from time to time. So all I want you guys to understand, just as what Samson's saying, whether it's stress, an illness, trauma, or an emotional challenge, balance is especially important, okay? So whether it's that man that's doing us wrong, um, the health concerns that we have, the unruly children, um, the job that we don't like, it's important that we realize that if we don't have a balance as we manage our stress, if we don't have a strong support system, then we may not make it through to the other side. So think about those community members that you're seeing as you're about out and about who are maybe visibly having voices like my beautiful mother, Regina, who may be um, in a violent way. Think about our youth who are pulling these triggers. How many of them are in situations where like Sharamia, they were balancing the understanding of their own realities with someone doing them wrong? If you stop many of our youth present day, they're gonna have a story or a testimony about why they're angry about something somebody did to them that they wronged them. Guys, we gotta start talking it up out there. This is Dr. Rhonda L. Hamilton, and I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank our beautiful guest, Ms. Sharamia Hightower, who's gonna run uh, and go celebrate her birthday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm gonna be joining in in the festivities, so I thank Thank her for taking a moment out and I welcome her to come back to the platform in order that we can continue helping to liberate our beautiful souls out there. Do you have anything you want to say in closing on the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast that might be some source of enlightenment for a queen out there who's yet to find her way to the other side? Absolutely. Think about this. When you look in the mirror, you have to know that there's an other side because First of all, you got to trust you before you trust anyone else. And you got to take the time to want to heal and to find out what that healing is to you. Everybody's healing ain't the same. Everybody's journey ain't the same. Every person has a uniqueness about themselves that allows them to become stronger each and every day. Everybody has a motivation. Everyone can find that support system within themselves and the ones that you're surrounded by. If you're surrounded by a group of great people and positive people, I promise you, you will become positive because nobody likes negative Nancy's. It is a big deal to understand that I made it. He could have failed me. And if I would have kept depending on somebody else to heal me and to get me through my journey, I could have been long gone and about of here. Through the grace of God, through my support system, through my own strength that I didn't even know I had. I made it. And you can do the same thing. 
We are here to support you. This is one of the main reasons why I became an advocate because I know what that feels like when you feel like no one is there. Just, Thank just you. reach out. We're here. Thank you. And uh, this is the Mindfully Making a Difference podcast, episode two. We've been blessed uh, and pleased to uh, interview Ms. Sharamia Hightower, who shares some very vulnerable moments in her living. We appreciate that. Um, We all go through things. Life demands stress, crises, or trauma uh, can impact or alter our routines and our habits. It's important for you to always remember that. SAMHSA wants you to know that it can lead to emotionally anxiety, depression, socially cranky, isolated, angry, physically tired, agitated, imbalances. It is important that we seek to establish new and better habits that will support our overall wellness goals. This is Dr. Rondell Hamilton. Uh, Stay tuned with the podcast as we continue to educate you and bring forward testimonies from everyday citizens just as yourself just so you know that you are special and your mental health does matter. This is the um, Capital City Emergency Wellness and Trauma Center Project effort. We're going to be educating you from one episode to another about our coalition's work and intentions of building a trauma center so that you'll have places and spaces that you can attend to be able to feel whole in those moments of feeling insecure, unsecure, or needing help. So guys, we appreciate you. We want you to know that uh, we are all in this together. And Ms. Sharamia Hightower, happy birthday, queen. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And happy birthday, just as you said, to all our beautiful Scorpios out there. Hey, guys, I want you to know we want you to be healthy, be safe, but most importantly, be you be you. It's okay and there's a place for everyone. God bless. This is Dr. Rondell Hamilton signing off. Mindfully make a difference out there. Until next time, stay mad. God bless. God bless. (laughs) Bye-bye.